This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with the news, the headlines. The annual meeting of Romanian diplomacy is underway in Bucharest, themed a firm foreign policy of Romania, managing challenges and maximizing opportunities. The Romanian ministers of finance, labor and European funds have held talks in Brussels with European Commission representatives on the National Recovery and Resilience Plan and the budget deficit and Romanian tennis player Sorana Kirstea has qualified for the second round of US Open. Many of the Romanian companies that sell liquefied petroleum gas operate under illegal conditions, the central and local authorities have found after extensive checks launched at these companies. The checks were decided following the explosions, followed by the fire that occurred on Saturday at an LPG station in the south of the country, and which caused the death of two people and the injury of several dozen, most of them firefighters. The station was operating illegally, and the National Anti-Corruption Directorate has started two cases to investigate possible abuses by some civil servants who were supposed to control the authorization of this company. According to the Ministry of Health, nine patients are intubated and mechanically ventilated, and 29 are hospitalized in moderate or mild condition. Twelve patients have been taken over by hospitals from abroad. The annual meeting of Romanian diplomacy began in Bucharest today under the title A Firm Foreign Policy of Romania, Managing Challenges and Maximizing Opportunities. President Klaus Johannes is receiving the heads of diplomatic missions, the heads of consular offices and the directors of Romanian cultural institutes. Foreign Minister Luminica Odobescu's special guests will be the counterparts from Chile, Alberto Van Claveren-Stork, and Lithuania, Gabrielius Lansbergis. The main theme of the annual meeting of Romanian diplomacy in 2023 is centered on the reaffirmation of foreign policy priorities, in the sense of managing challenges and capitalizing on the opportunities created by the current international environment. In the context of Russia's war of aggression in Ukraine, the need to intensify diplomatic dialogue and socio-economic efforts will be addressed in order to strengthen the security architecture and international order based on rules. The annual meeting of Romanian diplomacy is traditionally organized every year close to the Day of Romanian Diplomacy, which since 2005 has been marked on September 1st. 
In Brussels, the Romanian ministers of finance, labor and European funds discussed with the technical teams of the European Commission issues related to the National Recovery and Resilience Plan and the future law on special pensions. The Romanian authorities want to convince Brussels, among other things, to accept a budget deficit of up to 5.5 percent, as compared to the 4.4 percent previously established. The difference of 1%, say the ministers, comes from unplanned additional spending against the background of the war in Ukraine. Romania has spent 0.5% more of its GDP on defense and suffered losses due to the cheap Ukrainian imports. The Radio Romania correspondent in Brussels recalls that Romania is the only country that has an infringement procedure regarding its budget deficit started, which was suspended in the context of the crisis. In our sports, Romanian tennis player Sorana Kirstea started with a victory this year's edition of the U.S. Open, the last Grand Slam tournament of the year. She defeated Kyla Day on Monday to nil at the Flushing Meadows Arenas in New York. Kirstea, seed number 30, will face the Russian Anna Kalinskaya in the second round. This will be the third duel between the two who so far have shared victories. Four other Romanians are playing today in the inaugural round of the U.S. Open. Irina Begu will take on the German Tamara Korpac, Anna Bogdan will play against American Sofia Kenin, Patricia Tig against the Canadian Rebecca Moreno, and Gabriela Russe coming from the qualifications against Karolina Pliskova of the Czech Republic. And now to end the news, an important announcement for our listeners. Dear friends, the Radio Romania Board of Administrators decided to temporarily suspend the use of two out of the five Radiocom shortwave transmitters that ensure the broadcast of Radio Romania International's programs because of budget cuts. The RRI programs in English are affected. All of them may be received on only one frequency instead of two as of August the 1st. The frequencies, as well as any other prospective changes operated by Radiocom for to reception monitoring and to your feedback on reception quality will be announced in our broadcasts on our webpage and on Facebook. We invite you to follow RRI's programs online at rri.ro, including On Demand, on SoundCloud, on Android and iOS apps, via TuneIn and via Satellite. You can find more details on our homepage. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Spotify. The Interior Minister Catalin Predoiu announces progressive and comprehensive changes at the level of the Romanian police. I'm Lacanora Simeon with more in this commentary by Daniela Budu. The Romanian police will be reorganized. The announcement was made by the Interior Minister Catalin Predoiu on the occasion of the presentation of the conclusions of the inspection body in the case of the tragedy in the seaside resort of Doimai, where a 19-year-old drug driver killed two young people and injured three others who were walking on the side of the road. He had been stopped in traffic by the police about three hours before the road accident and taken to the police station where, after having been tested for alcohol and the result came out negative, he was allowed to go. 
In this context, Katalin Pradoyo stated that the change will start from the Constanza Police Inspectorate, where the battle with crime has been lost in recent years. In this context, he announced that a preliminary investigation was ordered for negligence in the case of several officers involved in the mishandling of the Doimai case. Among those targeted is also the head of the county police, Adrian Gluga, who has actually requested his release from office. The minister promises a complete resetting of the entire law enforcement apparatus within the structures of the Interior Ministry and of the structure of the ministry per se. We will start this resetting not through strategies and theories, but through concrete measures applied on the ground from the street where the citizen must be protected. We will start from Constanza County and gradually expand it throughout the country. Constanza County, alongside Bucharest, is one of the most difficult communities from the point of view of law enforcement and the challenges posed by the crime phenomenon, Minister Catalin Predoiu emphasized. At the same time, the minister wants more changes to the road traffic legislation, saying that he intends to militarize all the educational institutions of the Interior Ministry and that he will rethink the National Anti-Drug Agency in relation to the evolution of consumption in Romania. In this sense, Catalin Predoiu promises to co-opt the best specialists. Thus, the Police Academy and the School for Police Officers of the Romanian Police, the Border Police, the Gendarmerie, the Centers for the Training and Application of the Status of Military Personnel, at the level of all these educational institutions, will be reorganized. In this context, the Justice Minister Alina Gorghiu said that the fight against the drug phenomenon requires a joint effort and added that the number of prosecutors currently dealing with drug cases is very small. She also referred to the tightening of punishments for those who get behind the wheel after consuming alcohol or drugs and to the part of education related to the prevention of drug consumption. According to the Justice Minister, almost 4,700 drug-related cases were resolved this year in Romania, although only 14 prosecutors are active in the section for combating drug trafficking in the central structure of the Directorate for Investigating Organized Crime and Terrorism. Currently, they are working on 7,000 drug-related cases, of which 2,700 were opened in the first six months of the year. And that was Radio Newsreel. Next in this program, sports. Hello and welcome to our sports feature. I am Kaniko Tsoyu. The Kayak Canoe World Championships held last week in Duisburg, Germany, confirmed the fact that Romania has a serious candidate for next year's Olympic podium in Paris. Katalin Kirilla first won the gold medal in the single 500-meter canoe event. He then won silver in the 1,000 meters at the Olympic event, also qualifying for the 2024 edition of the Games. Following these results, Radio Romania International designated Catalin Kirila Athlete of the Week. Even before the World Championships, 
Catalin expected the 500-meter race to be more accessible, given that most of the rowers focused on the races leading to the Olympics. And he was right. He recorded his best times in the regular stages and in the semifinals, then won the final by 35 hundredths of a second from German Konrad Schreibner, who came in second. In the 1,000-meter event, he started off better, led after the first quarter of the race, but could not maintain the pace. Halfway through the race, he was up in fourth. However, he made a comeback in the race, and at 750 meters, he was in third place, crossing the finish line second after Czech athlete Martin Fuxa. Katalin Kirillo was born in Tulchao on May 11, 1998. He is registered with the Stawa Bucharest Sports Club. He achieved his first international success in the double canoe event alongside veteran Viktor Mihalaki. The two won gold medals at the 2019 European Games in Minsk, Belarus, in the 1,000-meter event, then bronze medals two years later at the European Championships in Poznan, Poland, and in the 1,000-meter event at the Olympic Games in Tokyo, the Kirila Mihalaki pair plays fifth. Starting last year, Katalin Kirila has been competing in singles. He had promising results at the World Cup stages in Rachice and Poznan, and then at the Canadian World Championships in Halifax, he placed first in the 1,000-meter Olympic trial and second in the 500-meter. This has been Athlete of the Week. Focus on Romania. Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. Listen to the band Direcția Cinci and their song, If You Could Give Me Just One Minute. Mai am ca, dacă ai vrea 
You are listening to Radio Romania International. Inside Romania. Surely we have all experienced moments when we didn't feel like talking to anyone, either out of sadness or disappointment. But there are also serious cases of children who cannot express themselves verbally, whether because they are shocked, abused, physically or sexually, are autistic or have other disabilities. A doll the size of an older child was created for them, and not only, which they can make and unmake to their heart's content. It is an invention by physician Dana Giano, plastic surgeon, awarded with gold medals in 2006 and 2007 at the famous exhibitions for inventions and innovations in Brussels and Geneva. This invention also got the attention of UNICEF at the United Nations as coming to the aid of the world's less fortunate children Dana Gianu told Radio Romania about this. It's an invention born out of my love for plastic surgery, and I thought that not only surgeons, not only those who study medicine, could transform an entity. It could be anyone. Children and adults, it could be a family activity, or maybe even therapeutic purposes. And so, from the very beginning, I shaped it, I shaped this body out of foam with my own hands, and I dressed it in a skin. This skin allows many attachments, practically an indefinite number, and we have made it possible for a child, or a player, regardless of their age, to have a companion. Because once you transform this doll into your desired companion, you become attached to it, and it practically allows games of fantasy and games of boundless situations. You practically become a so-called shaper, a plastic surgeon, but not only. You are more than that. You make a companion, a playmate. 
Donna Giano confessed to us that she imagined her profession as a plastic surgeon as a game. Thus, using the aforementioned doll, the player-creator can transform a schematically represented body of fuzzy silhouette into a young man or a young woman by adding either musculature, biceps, pectorals, abs, etc., or specifically feminine features, breasts of different shapes and sizes, thighs, buttocks, thin waist. However, for this doll that can be male or female at will, we can create unlimited expressions by gluing on, through an ingenious system, eyes, nose, lips, ears, eyebrows, hair of different colors and shapes, creating new and different expressions. Happy, sad, smiling, angry, playful, embarrassed, angry, etc. According to the player's imagination and mood. Physician Dana Giano gave us details. It can be both a boy and a girl. That's why its name is Dan A. Joy or Dana Joy, as we endow her as we give them bodily forms. It is a doll for which we can change both the physical features by adding muscles and then it becomes a boy, or by adding feminine forms and then it becomes a girl. And all the features of both the boy and the girl can be changed as the player wants. We have a set of facial features. At some point it has Asian eyes, now it's got Caucasian eyes. Donna Giano has two invention patents. This doll with changing features, Dane A. Joy, and a surgical pincer for quick suture of wounds. The clear national and international success is the doll, which develops creativity and which is a means of communication and nonverbal expression. Raised in a fairy tale village, Vama, in Suchava County, plastic surgeon Dana Giano still reminisces with delight today about life in the mountain village where daily responsibilities were child's play. And also in the village, she developed the desire to help as well as the skill in taking care of, first of all, the animals in the household guided by her grandmother. She also developed the ability to prepare dishes, such as chicken or mushroom stew, going through all the preparation stages, including picking the mushrooms or slaughtering the animal under the guidance of her grandfather. We asked her what made her decide to become a doctor, and she said that everything started from the desire to take care of a being in need. And because she was very close to her grandmother, she took care of all the creatures in the household, and she realized that she liked to contribute to their health. That was primordial, and it grew out of the culture in the family, as her father was a doctor. You have been listening to Inside Romania.
time for a quick music break here on Radio Romania International. Listen to the band Trei Sudest with a song called Dancing in the Rain. Nu ne completam ca in și yang, nu ne potriveam nici în zodiac, mai simplu spus așa a fost să fie. Vinovată că purtai nevinovat, jeans alb scur și tricou mular, așa începuta noastră nebunie. Geloasă, dar ce contează Dacă n-ar fi și dramă N-ar avea niciun șarm Mă depătez, dar apoi mă tentez Iar ne-am plictisit Dacă n-ar fi jocul complicat Dansă-mi în ploaie, ploaie de vară Se înserinează când mă sărăsc tu Dansă-mă în ploaie Ai apărut total neprogramat Din prima zi atracție fatală Îmi place când mă suni în mod neașteptat Îmi place când mă ceri scam întârziat Tu faci spectacol dintr-o zi banală Un pic geloasă, dar ce contează Dacă n-ar fi și dramă n-ar avea niciun șarm This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event. Hello and welcome to our culture feature. I'm Kalin Kotsoyu. The Bucharest Municipal Museum, the MMB, has announced the start of a new urban culture project, Messages Carved in Stone a project that aims to digitize the stone crosses in Bucharest, bringing them to the public's consciousness, to create a map of these monuments and an exhibition within the museum. About the start of the project, we spoke with its manager, Cezar Petre Buiumaci. Muzeul Municipiului București a lansat în vara aceasta proiectul Mesaje Săpate în Piatră, Digitizarea Crucilor... The Museum of the City of Bucharest launched this summer the project Messages Carved in Stone, 
digitization of stone crosses from Bucharest, a project co-financed by the Administration of the National Cultural Heritage. The project involves two main components, the first being the identification, inventory and research of the stone crosses on the territory of Bucharest. The second is to put them in the public circuit by building a dedicated website, an exhibition accompanied by a catalog, holding a conference and organizing urban history workshops with the students from the Yulia Hajdeu Adi Endre and George Kosbuk high schools and with the students from the Faculty of Letters of the University of Bucharest. The aim of the project is to identify and bring to the fore the stone crosses in Bucharest in order to make them the subject of research, to identify the ways of transmitting the message, the ways of commemorating some events that happened in the medieval and modern Romanian period, the ways of solving critical situations, or the way to highlight certain customs, both for those who study history, geography, and urban anthropology, as well as among the local communities in which these objectives are found, for the awareness of important elements related to local identity. Moreover, the project also involves the creation of an interactive map with all these objectives. We asked him what stone crosses can be found in the capital. Crucile din piatra din București sunt răspândite în mai multe zone ale orașului, unele fiind destul de The stone crosses in Bucharest are spread out in several areas of the city, some being quite visible, but others are more difficult to discover. We find in the center of the city a group of stone crosses at the University Square, a group that commemorates the heroism of those who sacrificed themselves for freedom in December 1989. The main cross is a cross erected in the 18th century by a metropolitan neophyte as a border stone for the lands of the bishopric. The crosses that still exist were built between the 18th and 20th century and had different purposes, to establish the boundaries of a property, to mention the victory of a ruler in a battle, as is the case with the cross of Leon Voda from the church of St. Dumitrius Lobozia, which celebrates his victory against ruler Matei Basarab in 1631, and which is the oldest non-funeral cross in Bucharest. Then the cross of Pope Brincovanu, which has the role of a cenotaph, which mentions his killing in 1655 during the Seimen and Dorobanj uprising, which can be found at the bottom of Metropolitan Bishopric Hill. You've been listening to Cultural Event. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast, listen to your music. I'm Vlad Palku. Today's edition is devoted to the great composer Florin Bogardo, one of the most proliferous composers of his time. Let's listen first to an iconic piece from his repertoire, If Our Paths Hadn't Crossed. Performing is Florin Bogardo himself. Pădure, pădure, cu umbre de Bine mă știu cărările-ți sure de când 
din frunze tăcând, oienele tale, iubirea pierdută, iubire, mi-ascundea, de-n-ar fi cărările urmelor noastre, uitării aștia, oienele albastre, The descendant of a family with Italian roots, Florin Bogardo was born August 16, 1942 in Bucharest. He studied composition at the National Music University in Bucharest and took up classical music as his specialty. He later developed a passion for pop music. In 1963 he made his debut at the Mamaya Song Contest, which shot him to fame. He started a fruitful collaboration with Stella Enake later, whom he married. Together they made up one of the most successful duets in Romania. Let's listen to Music Time. Performing is Cornel Constantiniu. Și joacă-te cu mine și spunem că scurat și că sunt singur. Și spunem, spunem minciuni și spunem vorbe adevărate până acum neascultate vreodată. Spunem că sunt tânăr și că fructele încep În fiecare primăvară doar cu mine Și spunem 
Că fântâna îmi tot cere două gene Pentru mine curcubeie din azur La mulți zâna pădurilor Și fi bună ca undele apelor Începe anul nou și lumea Lumea e noastră, sărută-mă! In 1967, Florin Bogardo took up music directing, first at the Radio Broadcasting Corporation, later on the public television, becoming an iconic producer in this field. In 1986, he joined the Union of Composers and Musicologists. His compositions toy with a variety of themes and emotions, from love songs to songs about nature. The Butterfly and the Bird is the name of this next song, performed by Aurelian Andrescu. Acolo, cum nici nu visam, cum nici nu visam Și-o pasăre purta lumina cerului spre soare Și eu mergeam în calea mea un fluture Se seacără de fum și te întâlneam Nu știu nici când Nu știu nici cum Pluteai pe vânt Și am început să cânt Alungând dorii În urma ta Și fii de vis Și fluture Și pasăre Un vis cânteietor, un vis cânteietor Iar brațul tău, cum mă chema Cu atâta dor, cu atâta dor Un fluture și o pasăre Te ridicau pe vânt And we go out with Nublion Pale Rose, Remember the Roses. Performing is Sergio Choyu. Mm-hmm. 
soucis N'oublions pas les roses Pour un bouquet fleuri Il faut bien un peu des choses Qu'une main les cueillit Ou qu'un regard s'y pose Et l'horizon terni S'ouvre sur l'infini Coming up next... People and Places Welcome to a fresh installment of People and Places with me, Mihaila Ignatescu. Today, I invite you to join me on a trip to Western Romania to visit the beautiful city of Arad, known for his astounding architecture and interesting cultural programs. Stay tuned. Arad is the capital city of Arad County in western Romania, located in the lower Mureș River Valley, close to the Hungarian border. The first documented mention of Arad was made in 1131. Arad was owned by the Turks from 1550 until 1700, when it was taken over by Austria. During the Hungarian Rebellion of 1848-1849, it was seized by the Hungarians and turned into their headquarters. Arad became part of Romania after World War I and was named a county capital in 1919. According to an evaluation made in 1937, the city was considered the most representative city in Transylvania and the fourth in the country. No less than 4,000 companies were active back then in the city on Moresh River. Its geographic location, but also the ethnic and religious diversity of its inhabitants, were factors that helped reach that status and are still the reasons for considering Arad one of the most prosperous cities in post-revolution Romania. 
Those who appreciate architecture can admire buildings in various styles – Baroque, Renaissance, Eclectic, Neoclassic, Neo-Gothic or Secessionist. One of the most imposing buildings is the Administrative Palace, which, according to some, is the most beautiful city hall in the country. The Administrative Palace of Arad was built between 1872 and 1876 and was opened in 1877, when the construction of the festive hall was finished. The land, measuring 4,320 square meters, where the building was supposed to be built, was property of the Seline office, the salt mine. Odon Lechner, an architect from Budapest, won the international competition for the new town hall headquarters design, having been selected among 17 candidates. The U-shaped building, bearing no blind wall, was seen as a true Palazzo del Municipio, reflecting the citizens of Arad will to follow the European model of urban renewal and modernization. The central tower of the palace is 54 meters high. The clock, situated at the top of the tower, was brought from the Netherlands. Its bell marked each half-hour for almost a century. After 1989, it was reconditioned, and once Romania joined the European Union, the song played at each passing hour was replaced with the Anthem of Europe. The building is highlighted as one of the most significant works of eclectic architecture in Arad. The regular facades are rhythmic, decorated with classical elements, and the central rhizolite of the main facade bears rich neo-Renaissance references. The overall architectural style of the city hall combines characteristics of Flemish neo-Renaissance with a style of late medieval town halls. Also in the center of Arad, one can visit the Ioan Slavich Theatre or the Culture Palace, which boasts a spectacular, breathtaking interior. The Water Tower is another interesting landmark, where one can admire the city from above, at an altitude of 35 meters. Five stories of the tower are host to extremely interesting exhibitions. Other imposing buildings are along the Revolution Boulevard, the Neumann Palace, the Palace of Justice or the Palace of the National Bank, all examples of beautiful and refined eclectic and neoclassic architecture. The Arad Fortress, built in the Vauban style, is another place you shouldn't miss if on a visit to the area. It is considered one of the most important historical monuments in the west of the country. It was built in the second half of the 18th century during the reign of Austrian Empress Maria Theresa. The Franciscan church inside the fortress of Arad was built by the Franciscan monks of the Order of St. Francis d'Assisi in 1705. Subsequently, the fortress was built around the church. The last four monks, who were dedicated to St. John of Capistano, lived inside the monastery until 1861, when the church was turned into a military hospital. The construction of the fortress, work of architect Harsh, began in the summer of 1763, according to the guidelines of Vauban style, in the shape of a double star with six corners, with strong defensive walls, pillboxes and other military facilities. The walls are around three meters thick. At the time, the walls were surrounded by a moat filled with water from the river Muresh, bordered outwardly by a small wave of earth. 
In this type of fortification, the angles of the walls are constructed in such a way that howitzer shells can be diverted by ricochet. Also, the earth filling softens the force of explosions. The circumference of the fortress walls measures 3,180 meters, and they are provided with nighttime bastions flanked by pentagonal redoubts. Overall, the bastions comprise 296 fire vents. Beyond the military and strategic aspect, the fortress of Arad has a significant architectural value. The main entrance gate, along with the buildings inside the fortress, were made in Baroque style with strong Viennese influences. The strength of the fortress consists in the system of 334 blockhouses arranged strategically in panels and bastions on the corner of the walls. Under normal conditions, these blockhouses could accommodate 2,940 troops and, in special circumstances, about 4,000. The complex structure of the fortress with these numerous blockhouses offered the possibility of prolonged resistance. Therefore, Austrian strategists considered the fortress of Arad to be one of the most powerful in the empire. The fortress received its funding from Empress Maria Theresa and was built by using the best-kept methods of the most renowned military engineers of the century. Although the Habsburg Empire was whirling in an unprecedented economic crisis, the Empress did invest massively in the Transylvanian infrastructure. In the outer perimeter of the fortress, there was a camp where Austro-Hungarian troops housed prisoners from the territories of Bosnia and Herzegovina, including the controversial nationalist Gavrilo Princip, who assassinated the heir to the Austrian-Hungarian throne, the Archduke Franz Ferdinand, on the 28th of June 1914 in Sarajevo. Basically, this assassination is considered to have caused the outbreak of World War I. According to local historiography, due to the poor conditions of detention, 4,300 prisoners, mostly Serbs, died in this fortress. The fortress was functional as a strategically important southern defense line of the kingdom until the abolishment of the Austro-Hungarian monarchy in 1918. The new fortress of Arad, in accordance with the plans of the empire, had to replace the medieval citadel of Arad and meet the requirements of contemporary military technology. In November 1918, the city was occupied by French and Serbian troops, and in July 1919, it was once again taken over by the Romanian army. After the end of World War I, the fortress of Arad, as well as the whole city, became part of the vast movement for the achievement of the national unitary Romanian state. Inside the fortress, the military council, the national guards and the Romanian national council were constituted. Currently, the military garrison stationed inside the fortress of Arad consists of a Romanian-Hungarian joint battalion for peacekeeping operations. It became operational in 1999 and continues to be so today. So if you decide to take a trip to beautiful Transylvania, make sure you stop at least for a couple of days in Arad. You won't regret it. That's all from People and Places today. Thank you for listening.
focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with me, Lucramiora Simeon. Today's program features accordionist Marcel Budala, a virtuoso of fiddler's music, who will be performing a dance song from Dobroja. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl.ri.ro.